0: Hey! This is JJ and Alex. I made a name for myself. I told you I won't be denied. As you wrap up your day, it's time to get your fix of the teams you live for and the sports you love. This is JJ and Alex. Presented by G2G Bars on 97.5, the KSL Sports Zone.
1: Welcome on in, everybody. Happy Tuesday. Happy day. I have to say Tuesday out loud to remind myself, JJ, because the whole day I thought it was Monday.
2: The whole week. It feels like Monday.
1: The whole week I will think it's whatever day that I'm off a day. All right? I have to tell myself it's like having to write down the day of the week on my hand or something just so I can understand where we're at here. But you know what? We got a day off yesterday. You got a day off. A rare day off for Jeremiah. I actually Denson.
2: took TV off as well. So Look at I you. uh what did I do what? to celebrate? I just cleaned house.
1: Yeah, man. That's what we do now. That's what uh I'm
2: officially old.
1: I was it that did you want now I will say this. I snuck in
2: nine holes Ooh. at, at uh, Davis Davis. golf you! and man before the rain came yes it was was, beautiful it was
1: in the the a.m. ish it was mid morning although the 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 greens were frozen the first half of the morning yeah so you hit the green and you're like what a shot but it just shoots off of the other side (laughs) of the i'm like well nothing's changed it's all the same i either go off of the green because i'm not a good because i'm not a good golfer or i go off the green because of course the greens are frozen so but i got to play golf doesn't matter got to play golf yesterday in northern utah in February. So here we are. Crazy weather. It's good. It's really good. Hey, uh, we got lots going on. We got tons going on. The NBA All Star game, we're gonna go we're just gonna go wall to wall talking about how
2: amazing the it is. Sad trombone.
1: We're <laughs> we are re-watching <laughs> We T-vote it. We're re-watching the third quarter because there was...
0: and I don't like you! Right?
2: Did you say re-watching? We're re-watching Who, the third quarter. Who's re-watching There
1: that? was just a lot of stuff in there that I wanted to show JJ how amazing that game was. Just a lot of effort.
2: <laughs> like, Toughness, <laughs> sacrifice, and yeah. passion. It was more like uh, another quote Could that you that uh, Will see, Hardy had.
1: Could you ever see Will Hardy agreeing to I feel like he would hard pass on coaching the, the All-Star That game.
2: was a masterpiece <laughs> of dog <laughs> Thank hey, you. Coach no, it's Hardy. not.
1: They combined for 400 points. If you had the, if you took the under on 400 points, you were almost there. I mean, you were. they, they, I, know, they I feel you. What did <laughs> it end? <up>? Oh, <laughs> Jeremy, our degenerate gambling producer, Uh-oh. over here. Uh oh. You took the over on 400. What was <sighs> the over? What was the over? I have no idea. No, it must have been around there. It had to have been because what was it? Two eleven to one eighty six. Like, listen to yourself say that out loud. Two hundred eleven to one eighty six. It's crazy.
2: And, and it's not people, entertaining at no, all. No, it was not fun.
1: No, most people go, What are you talking about? That's what we want in the NBA. It is not what you want. It is when Damian Lillard when, when Damian Lillard wins the MVP with 39 points and congrats. And look, just another thing to to put in the old, you know, trophy cabinet for Damian Lillard in his career.
0: For the record, three sixty four and a half. So the, take Way the over. Blue take, past it. Take
1: the over. Yeah, because that's if you're doing that 364 is yeah, like a 180 to 174 kind of game. So I don't know. That's to go 211. That's the most ever scored, right?
2: Yes. Okay. That's a new All-Star game record. And no one cares. No, people are actually mad about it. Like <laughs> I think I've never seen so much anger about All-Star weekend as we have seen this weekend. People well, are done people are done with this. You listening right now? You probably have a strong feeling as well. If you watched what we watched on Sunday, it's like, this is a waste of time. No. Why are they wasting everyone's time with this? This is not good basketball. It's not entertaining. There weren't even any great dunks in the All-Star game.
1: It's not just not – it's just – bottom line is, it's not good. And you got to fix it. And the NFL, frankly, the NBA and the NFL need to get together and figure out a way – ooh, maybe we combine something. Maybe we have a combined – Football, basketball situation. Oh, we—I guess we did with the with the celebrity game on Friday. Puka was dunking. Yeah, Micah Parsons was dunking. Those guys were the most interesting part. That and the uh, Italian high jumper—they were the most interesting part of the game.
2: If that's what you remember about All Star Weekend, we need to talk.
1: I know the the funniest part was somebody coming on goes, "Did you see the LED floor? Gosh, well, that's amazing." I'm like, "That's what we've done. We've gimmicked ourselves out of something entertaining." Just to have a Ruffles LED NBA court. Oh, yeah. Fi- Listen, it was fireworks. You're right. We've, tol- we've told everybody we want to dress things up a little bit more with fireworks.
2: It and works w- in Korea.
1: It, it works in Korea if you put it on your Super Bowl call. And you know what? I don't hate it. If Greg Rubel has a, a fireworks button he could push, like, honestly, that would be awesome. While Hans is doing the... the, the yeah. uh, the analysis of the touchdown. You hear fireworks in so the you, background. You got
2: the cougar and the fireworks. Right. That's the perfect. Of marriage. course.
1: That would be stadium of fire. <laughs> Remember the stadium of fire. <laughs> I'm telling you, we got to
2: talk about stuff that's more important though, because the All Star Game.
1: Was... What's more
2: important than stadium of fire? I
1: know. We'll get to it. The actual ratings are out. So JJ will roll it out because he's the TV ratings expert. All right. We'll get that next. Uh, next. Next segment, all right? I'm getting ahead of myself. Our program is always brought to you by G2G bars, all natural ingredients, no preservatives. The G2G bar is perfect for anybody who needs a quick, tasty, and nutritious boost. And also, uh, the folks at Trajan Wealth, T R A J A N Wealth.com. Trajan Wealth, your trusted local financial fiduciaries. Let's jump into the show as we always do at the top of the hour with the cut.
0: It's time for the biggest story of the day. This is what made the cut with J.J. and Alex on 97.5, the KSL Sports Zone.
1: All right, so the future of sports in Salt Lake, what does it look like? Well, there was a full-on write-up on ESPN uh, by Jeff Passan, who's the kind of the senior Major He's, League Baseball writer. He's the, the guy. Writer. He's Shams. He's uh, Woj of the baseball world. Right? Because it used to be – because who was the baseball – who did the baseball guy used to be? I guess Tim Kirchner was like more of a uh, – he was less of the the columnist type. Peter, Peter Gammons. Gammons. Peter Gammons, ESPN. <laughs> you can you picture – is he with us? Yeah, yeah, he's still around. Right. Hey, Jeremy, just check just in case because things change. Again, on dime around here. Alex <laughs>
2: continues his streak <laughs> of killing people on our shows. I don't
1: know. I, I don't know – He's a spry seventy-eight. Oh, see, it's not that I, old. Did ESPN fire him? Is that why he it's left? Wait a minute. Okay, no. I, I, when I was a kid, watching, I used to have on my on my computer. My dad worked at IBM, so we had uh, like one of these old uh PCs, and we had baseball tonight on. And Peter Gammons like would pop up and say something, and he would be like, "Oh, Peter Gammons, this feels real." Major League Baseball looking to expand by about twenty thirty. Salt Lake, I don't know how long – J.J., how long can we keep up the energy? Because – We're not going anywhere. It's 2024, and we're supposed to be – Six years is not that long. I know. Yeah, keep <laughs> fireworks the fireworks the going. By the, yeah, the bees are always like, it's firework night again. There's <laughs> like 17 every summer. Uh, so, Major League Baseball looking to expand, and Big League Utah, of course, doing its part. We talked about the $3.5 billion – that the Miller companies are going to pledge to expand North Salt, North West Salt Lake. Am I saying? Power district. Let's call it the power Power district. District. Am I pointing the right direction with my hand here? North Temple. Yep. Yeah, we're in the right direction. Yes. So – just say, look, if the if the stadium isn't the Red Iguana Stadium <laughs> in the Power District, I'm going to be very upset.
2: <laughs> Red Iguana better sponsor if, that stadium.
1: If Red Iguana isn't doing the at least the media meals, <laughs> then we're going to be partaking in. I'll be very disappointed.
2: It's right there. Yes, got to make that. It's happen. a classic Red Iguana Stadium. You have I'm to all, I'm all Red, Iguana St- Red Iguana Stadium. Red you Iguana know Stadium what? at the Power District.
1: Salt Lake Bees present Red Iguana Stadium. <laughs> if they're not the Red Iguanas, I'll be disappointed now. No, but I, look, baseball expanding is going to be a thing. And one of these things that the article points out, that Jeff Passam points out, is Nashville and Salt Lake are, like, beyond everybody else by a long shot. So it's no secret they want to have an, an, East, an East team and a West team, and that East team looks like it would be a Nashville team. No-brainer for them. But what, what they point out, and it's interesting because he it, it points out like, hey, here are the things that you need to have if you want to be a, an expansion team. But he points out that Nashville and Salt Lake couldn't be more different in terms of like actual demographic, actual like, you know, uh, where – I mean, we are different here in the state of Utah. Absolutely. But he said they're a lot more alike than you'd think. 26th market for television is Nashville. 27th market for TV is Salt Lake, which, by the way, by the time 2030 comes around, you've you've been around watching it
2: just keep ticking up. We're passing cities each and every year on the Nielsen DMA. Right.
1: So, yeah. in the end, we're probably going to be 22, 23 by the time this thing rolls around anyway. Yep.
2: Very good chance.
1: We might even be a top 20 market television-wise. Po- that is possible Why not? at the
2: current rate of growth.
1: So, I'm not worried about but that's the other thing they pointed out. Both of these cities are some of the uh, fastest-growing areas in the country and that's what baseball wants. They don't want another Pittsburgh. They don't well, why want Why would
2: you go to a city that's stagnant? Like why would you go to Kansas City? You know what I mean? Like why would you go to Portland? Honestly. Yeah, JJ, sorry. I, JJ's we've going We've crapped on, on Portland on. plenty. Yeah. I don't mean to pile on anymore, <laughs> but we all know that Portland's having some issues and it's not growing. Who wants so. to go to Omaha? Nobody. Omaha.
1: Come on. But that's Omaha's been thrown out there as a city. Uh, what were the other ones?
2: Sacramento, Montreal, Montreal. But well, that's in the east, so I don't think. Yeah, that's something no, to worry I don't think about. that's. A, I don't think that's something. There's not a lot of western options. As long as the as long as Vegas is getting the A's, okay. And here- and does the league want to go back to Oakland if the A's move? I, I think it's pretty clear that, and then, and obviously Passan says that, Salt Lake City, is uh, well ahead at this point it's just too bad that it's not happening in the next 3 or 4 years. So early 2030s. Here's he the deal. Here's
1: what they say. The which we got the bad news on Friday that uh that Salt Lake is no longer like the leader in the clubhouse for the possibility of a of a team babysitting the A's for the yeah. f- for the next 3 years or after, you know, the 25 through 27 seasons. And here's what it, Jeremy, uh, our producer did some is this the, is this your math? Is it accurate? I'm not saying I'm not dogging your math. I'm saying did the, was this your brain child where you're like'm yeah. I'm gonna I'm gonna come up with this thing. Well, yeah, okay, this so should. what is it So you're talking about so Jeremy hasn't lost hope on 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 losing out on the uh, 25 to 27 seasons. Now it's a big thing to have to make up almost 70 million dollars a year that you'd have to make up because that's the TV revenue they'd be walking away from in the Bay Area. Correct, and they won't do it uh, unless something crazy happened. And Jeremy did something crazy. He did the math on it. What'd you find out? What'd you find out on your well, math?
0: Eighty-one here? home games, right? Got it. About eleven thousand 11, seats. Mm-hmm. It's about what seventy-nine dollars per ticket to equal seventy million dollars.
1: Okay, but then so aver- every so every dollar would go straight to the TV contract just uh, for the sake of getting this team here.
0: Yeah, that's on the cheap end of MLB tickets because last year I put in there. It was there was uh, the A's are about a hundred bucks per. Uh, average. How did they
1: how did they charge a hundred bucks per the suites? I don't know, expensive seats. I
2: love that they too. Can when walk they go, down
1: to. they go. It's another sellout here at the Coliseum.
2: Eight people show up. Dude, candy bars in the Bay Area cost triple digits. I, know, I guess everything's so. expensive. Everything's
1: there. expensive there. So only twelve teams had an average ticket price under a hundred dollars. Sure. So that's not that's doable.
0: Yeah. And by the way, Would you pay that to go to games? Eighty bucks uh, a ticket? No. <laughs>
1: But not, not baseball. But when the Yankees come to town, that's when. Then you do right, it, but see again, people wouldn't be going to see the A's. They'd be they'd be one going to see Major League Baseball, and when the Cubs roll through, or when the Dodgers come through, because we looked at the the A's schedule. You're
2: paying eighty bucks a seat to watch Shohei. Uh,
1: absolutely, 100%. absolutely. Mike Trout. We were watching. We were looking at the. We were looking at the number, or we we're looking at the schedule this year, and they're they're inter. Uh, their interleague games yeah. are against the Dodgers and against the Cubs. Yeah. For heaven's sake, like those those would command massive amounts of money. Dave McCann by himself would <laughs> would shell out $1,000 a ticket
2: There's for his whole family to go. There's a lot of Cubs fans. Yes. Here. There is.
1: Many who started watching it because
2: it was on WGN when they came home from school. Our whole generation either are Braves fans yes. or Cubs fans I'd because get of home, cable TV. I'd
1: get home and watch Bozo the Clown. Uh-huh. And then Harry Carey would interrupt it.
2: (laughs) Here he comes.
1: Hey! Hey, everybody! Hi! You've been watching Bozo. (laughs) And I did. I would come home from school and I'd be like... I had Budweiser's (laughs) with Bozo back in 1968. Oh, my gosh. Hey, is Bozo still with us? Holy cow! (laughs) Or, uh, Jeremy, is Bozo still with us? Do you look up Bozo or who do you look up on Wikipedia? I, I did a little googling. Yeah, look it up. I want to see if Bo, Bozo's still with us. He looked a hundred years old under the makeup.
2: I know Harry's not with us. No, so no, no, that's may he rests. Confident in that.
1: Bottom line is, I'm still. I am. I have given up the idea of the A's coming here because it isn't contingent. Like the whole reason we wanted the A's here was twofold, right? The idea of getting Major League Baseball here, even for just a moment, yeah. to hang out, and then the idea that maybe we could be a little bit of a tryout. I don't think baseball needs that from us. Um, And I know that Rob Manfred's going to be done with his stint before expansion officially happens, but those deals will be done and inked prior to him leaving. If he's leaving in 29, then if they were going to expand in 30, they would already have the idea of what – you have to have those things in place. It's like the Olympics. You're going to announce that Salt Lake is your new expansion team halfway through 2027 – Uh, for 2030 or whatever the first season's
2: going to end up. Commissioners want to have a legacy. When commissioners step down, they want to leave a legacy. And for Manfred, baseball expansion, and it would be the first since 1998. Yes. That would be significant, and that would be something that I think he would want to have as his legacy as commissioner because a lot of the other things that have happened on his watch as commissioner have not been great for baseball.
1: Right. I thought it was crazy, too, because you look at the history, and and, uh, Jeff Passan did this in his article, I was shocked to see – that this is one of the longest stints that we've had in quite right. some time to not have expansion. It's a money-making venture, by the way. And if you can't get expansion
2: done four billion dollars available for the owners to split.
1: So in the end, if you add another if you add some more franchises, which by the way, expansion fees are there. Two billion per. They're going to be very they're going they're going to be a lot, right? So two billion per times two, you're going to get the four billion that they split up as owners and that they split up as as a league and it is and aside from that these are big franchises these would be big franchises in i mean maybe mid market smaller
2: market quote but, unquote but growing markets
1: but growing markets where the population is getting uh, you know to be a lot more and you need to have a a fan base growing in not just the old legacy cities the only way baseball is going to survive we already know that it's not america's pastime anymore no we already know this and so if you're going to be able to say – because eventually you're going to have to have a 36-team league, uh, league in the next 40 years anyway. You Probably. have to. You have to. That's the way that they end up subsidizing everything else that they're doing. Baseball – look, they're going to have a new collective bargaining agreement that's up in 2026, okay? That's going to be more money out the door. The players are going to demand more. The team owners are going to be getting more. Everything's going to be passed down to you, by the way, as a consumer – but we are, this is a market that is willing to spend dollars on sports. We've proven it. We've proven it. And so the idea that this could be happening isn't just a I just want people to know that if if the A's don't come here, which it's a pretty good I think that we sort of saw through the uh we saw through the smoke there and we realized that we were being used. Right? As a as a bargaining chip. And that's okay. It's part of business. We see this and I'm sure it will be disappointing for the Miller uh, companies to have to go, oh, shoot, we can't get those guys to come here and live for the next three years. But they ultimately aren't going to be the team that lives here anyway. So what are you going to do? Get a bunch of, of uh, temporary A's fans and then hope for your next group of uh, of teams to come in? I I don't know what that looks like. And by the way, this is also a market that we are – Likely to get an NHL team well before this time ends up popping up.
2: We'll get to that later on in the show. Can't but wait. The NHL looks a lot more promising right now. If you're going to ask me, at least on the short term, I think both. I mean, I feel really good about both. But you're looking at baseball being early 2030s. I mean, NHL could be as soon as next year. We, uh, I know, and we already I, I don't don't. I'll get stop. Too oh, stop! Excited. Well, don't
1: get too excited because we already did this. Here. We already did this. We were part uh, way down the road. I was buying. I was buying a, a house in Daybreak just to, just to try to. The
2: NHL <laughs> has an Arizona Coyotes problem, and Utah is the solution. Trust me.
1: I'm telling you, it's a it's a it's a good time to be living in the state of Utah if you are a sports fan. And all of this, JJ, to get an NHL team, to get a Major League Baseball team, to continue to grow, to have the population. It's all going to add up to the one thing that i really want from all this what is that an nfl team in 2042 let's go you don't think that's a possibility oh
2: i think it's absolutely why not, why not? As, why soon as not? you have. did as soon you, as you think th- that major league baseball and nhl were a possibility f- even five years ago no 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 I would have laughed at you five years ago oh that's hilarious who would have what who's gonna who's gonna buy those teams
1: if you have three out of the four how's that gonna happen i know if you have three out of the four then you're obviously a pretty hot candidate I mean, look at Vegas. As soon as Vegas started putting teams there, then they're all, let's get a baseball team here. Let's get a... What do these leagues want? Let's get
2: all of it. Dollars. So where are they going to go? They're going to go where the money is. Mm -hmm. Where's the money right now? Silicon Slopes. Let's go. Nashville and Utah. Yeah. Right? You're looking at fast-growing markets. You're looking at young demographics. Who's younger than... Ryan Smith says this all the time. you got the youngest population in the United States right now here in, in Utah. A lot of people with things looking for things to do. I mean... People here don't go, you know, do things. They're looking for this kind of entertainment is my point. They're looking for sports entertainment. They're looking for clean entertainment, right? And it just makes sense that these leagues would be looking at Utah and going, you know what, there's a lot of untapped potential there for us, and that's a place where we can go. And if we have teams in dead markets where we're not really having any success, Mm -hmm. let's get teams there or we can look at expansion. But don't poo-poo the NFL. It could happen. Just not anytime soon.
1: Poo-poo the NFL at your peril. All right? That's what I always say. We'll take a break. We'll come back. We will, around the corner, chat a little bit about what the problem is that these all-star slash – I mean, the Pro Bowl, the all-star game. Get rid of them all. It's just so bad. And there's no way to incentivize players at this point. There's nothing you could give them that would actually make them want to play hard is there? Maybe there is. You give me the idea when we come back. We will uh, chat about it. So much more to go around the corner. At the top of the hour, Mick Akers from uh, Las Vegas Journal uh, Review Journal is going to come on, and we'll talk about, with Mick, the idea of where the A's are going to play. Sacramento looks more and more like the leader in the clubhouse with this. But how this has become such a mess in Vegas, I want to get... I want to take the temperature from Mick, by the way. He's come on the program a few times yep. about this very topic. JJ, I just want to know what the... Because I think we just assume everybody wants a Major League Baseball team, even if it is the A's. And Vegas does not feel like that they are super in love with this idea. It's almost like they're just putting up with it. Like it's another casino going up. Yep. It seems very weird. We'll come back and we'll chat with uh, Mick Akers at the top of the hour and much more. So stay right here with us on a Tuesday edition right here of JJ and Alex on 97.5 DKSL Sports Zone.
0: The best coverage of the Jazz, Utes, and Cougars is right here on the zone. This is JJ and Alex, presented by G2G Bars on 97.5, the KSL Sports Zone.
1: Welcome back. It is your Tuesday right here on 97.5 EKSL Sports Zone. Alex Curie, Jeremiah Jensen. The show is JJ and Alex. And these are the BC Boys. That mean are, the B- are we giving out tickets to the BC Boys? Is that what's going on? No. I knew it was a special day today. We do have some tickets to give away. It is a Jazz Ticket Tuesday, which means, of course, we are going to give away tickets. This time around, it's going to be to the Charlotte Hornets, let me check my schedule. Ah, yes, on Wednesday of this week. Let's do it. Ticket Tuesday over the Utah Jazz.
0: It's a Jazz Ticket Tuesday, and your chance to win jazz tickets is right now. Be caller number 12 at 801 575 and you'll win tickets to see your Utah Jazz at the Delta Center. Presented by UCCU. Love where you bang.
1: Give us a call right now. Caller number 12 gets a pair of tickets to the Jazz and Hornets coming back. This is the first game after the All-Star break. It's going to be on Wednesday, February 22nd. Sorry, Thursday, February 22nd. Is today Tuesday? Yes. I keep forgetting. Jazz ticket Tuesday. That's how I remember it's a Tuesday. So, yes, on Thursday they come back. uh, And the Jazz are going to host the Charlotte Hornets at Delta Center. This could be one that you should bring your kids to because – they might actually uh, run away with this one. Because if you thought tank note was a thing, it's not. Will Hardy's going to have his guys play hard.
2: No, they're not going to tank. It's just the losses are cooked in because of lack not, of talent. Not this week. Because
1: if there's a team who wants to lose more than anybody else in the league. Well, you make a good point. It's Los Charlotte Hornets. All right? Oof, they're bad. 801-575-ZONE. That's 801-575-9663. That's 801 575 zone. 801 zone. Pair tickets to the Utah Jazz for call number 12. All right. So let's talk a little bit about the ratings. First of all, give us a, his, some historical perspective because I don't know how all star games have done historically, JJ. Like, is it something that we used to love? I don't remember growing up and going, we got to get home. The all star game's on. I don't remember loving this game really ever. I do remember liking the Midsummer Classic. In baseball, like for all the things that baseball does wrong, the baseball all star game is a legit game that you want to watch. I don't know what it is. I don't know how it is that they, and it's not just making it be like a, I know everybody goes, well, it's because game, it's because game seven of the World Series goes to the winner. That's the, you get home field advantage in the, in the uh, World Series if you win it for the uh, American League or the National League. I'm going, the guys who play for the, Royals don't care who's going to have the home field advantage in the in the World Series. And so I don't think that's a thing. At this point, the NBA All-Star game and the NFL Pro Bowl flag football game is an absolute waste of time. Unless you tell me otherwise, JJ, with the ratings. What am I supposed to read from these ratings from this weekend?
2: Well, they're, they're, they were up. So let me give you some historical perspective. Now, back in the... 80s, 90s, the games are really well watched, but you remember those games were had star power: Michael Jordan, Larry Bird, Magic Johnson, you know, Charles Barkley, Carl Malone, John Stockton. You know, you go through all the greats at that time. Plus, there wasn't a lot more else to watch. Uh, we didn't have a lot of options back then, so they were they were more viewed for sure. But uh, you go back to the uh, 2002 All Star Game. Now, that was MJ's last All Star Game when he played for the Washington Wizards. That uh, drew 13 million viewers. It was the ninth most viewed All-Star game ever. So I'm going to start with that number. So 13.103 million. Back in 2002, when you still had linear television as having a captive audience, you didn't have Netflix back then. You didn't have everything fragmented that we're able to watch now. You did have cable TV and stuff. So now we fast forward to now. And the NBA All-Star game last night averaged 5.5 million viewers. So almost a third of the viewership in 20 years is down. is it's down, it's lost two thirds of the audience. Does that give you some perspective? Yeah, but even though it just got 5.5 million viewers, this year it was up 14% from last year. So there's a lot of other ways to watch it too. So you have, the All-Star Game spread out across TNT, TBS, True TV. They had the different casts and everything. Charles Barkley, Draymond Green. So they're touting 11.6 million unique viewers across platforms. But the true number you want to judge by here is the 5.5 million uh, that watched the game. That's what the game averaged. Uh, it's it's not good, but the ratings got, have gone up. But the truth is, if you have 5.5 million people watching an event, the NBA is going to continue doing what they're doing right now. And nothing's going to change because it's making money. Now is it Super Bowl level? Of course not, but it, see, it never was going to be.
1: Did you see what the what overtime earned in ad sales? Oh, I can't imagine sixty-five million dollars. Oh my god! Just for overtime—that's amazing. I know. I'm like, who? What? What companies had commercials that were like, "Hey, if we go to overtime, can you sneak one in for me?" Like that was... The, like, does anheuser Bush or whomever show up and it's go? Put in the, it, I'm sure they put that in the contract. If it's in overtime, throw us in for another 30-second spot. That's crazy.
2: Because think of the captive audience. That yes, was
1: if it's overtime, then you're definitely Everybody's
2: glued on at that Man. point in time.
1: Okay, so are we just faking that this is a real TV problem? Like, do we just go, oh, I hate it, and there's, it's oh, the ratings are bad? It's not a TV
2: problem because we watched. It's a consumer problem because we didn't like what we right. watched. Right, we watched with our arms folded, like, mm. We want to watch the best basketball players in the world play on the same court. We didn't like what we saw from it. There were some other things this All-Star Weekend that were, you know, they threw in the Steph versus Sabrina thing. Oh, that's cool. That drew some yeah. eyeballs, and it was interesting. It was new, and it was it was, it was was good.
1: And it was close, yes. And,
2: and the three-point shooting contest was really, really well done. I mean, it was great. And you had star power in that. Yeah. Damian Lillard repeating as champion. Uh, the dunk contest, Mac McClung did okay. You know, it was, it was okay. He won. But it's, it's not as bad as it's been. So there were some things on Saturday night that were good. But the game itself is trash, and they, <laughs> they need to change it. But my point being, as much as we'll sit here and say, what can they do to make the game better? Well, the NBA has no incentive to do anything because you watched, and that's all that matters. It's an exhibition game. So they're not
1: going to change it? No. And... The collective bargaining agreement that they have in place, like the Players Association will likely poo-poo anything that feels... By the way, this is a group that will take back-to-back games off on a regular night that's not
2: an All-Star weekend. Right. Get
1: competitive games that are the ones that they're getting paid for.
2: So what what kind of money amount do you think it would take to get NBA players to play defense on Sunday? How much money? These are guys that make $200 million in their careers. How much money are you going to shell out for a Sunday to get these guys to play defense and play a competitive game?
1: But they also show up. So what was the thing that used to make it to where all star games? I mean, I, again, like I said, I don't remember all star games being really competitive in oh, the sense that they in the sense that they were like that there was some pride there. But I would assume, but because like I, I do remember there being a feeling of man, these players hate each other. And they, lo- and they definitely don't want to. And they definitely don't want to lose to to that to those guys uh, in an all star game in a in a pickup game at the park. Nothing in checkers. None of it. And so that is something that's also lacking in the league. And you can't build in. This is a bunch of guys who shake each other's hands and exchange jerseys yeah. and high five each other. And they will go, "Isn't it crazy that we're all uh, nine figure millionaires?"
2: Those days are over. They're, they're long never coming. They're, they're never not coming back. Coming back. Uh, Larry versus Magic. The, the we, talked, we made fun of the NBA trying to market a rivalry week a few weeks back. It was a joke. There are no rivalries in the NBA. Why? Because half these guys have the same agent. They're all on the same team, which is the money team. They're all, they, they, they don't care about the teams they're on. They care about the agency they're with. Or You know what I mean? Yes. This is not the world that we live in currently. These guys will go play for whoever pays them. And it's, you know, I don't judge them. That's fine. That's okay. They're business people. They make millions of dollars. If you had a multi-million dollar business, you'd do everything you could to protect it as well, right? Wouldn't you? Of course. So these guys, they, they are their business. And so they're going to protect themselves. Uh, what would happen if you go to an All-Star game and you get hurt? Imagine somebody blowing an Achilles in an All-Star game. It's never happened. I, don't, I can't remember a serious injury happening in an All-Star game, even back in the 80s and 90s. But imagine if it did. You just put your business at jeopardy in an exhibition game? You've got to give people financial incentive, by, by people I mean the players, financial incentive to play in this game. Otherwise, that's exactly what you're going to get, is what you got on Sunday and will continue to get. If you don't like it, stop watching. Because apparently, based on the ratings we saw, you did watch. And because we're complaining about it means we did watch.
1: Kobe Bryant was the last person to play hard in the All-Star game. Probably true. Maybe there's some exceptions in there, but uh, people people knew that he was just LeBron, not the type. LeBron James
2: Arrows was, you know, I'm not picking on LeBron here, but that that is when everything changed and All-Star games became a glorified dunk contest or I don't know what, a bad pickup game.
1: I mean, the, the reality was, is that Kobe was like, I'm not giving anybody no quarter, no quarter for anybody. That's it.
2: And Kobe was old school. And I think he was kind of the last of that era of hmm. players that played the game of basketball with a chip. Like, I, I don't like you guys. I don't like anybody. And it really didn't play well with his teammates when he was towards the end of his career, because the guys couldn't hack I mean, he, they couldn't play up to that standard, uh, him coming in at 6 a.m. and yelling at guys because they weren't here early enough and all that kind of stuff, this new generation of players and Kobe didn't mesh. And it's it's really true that that was kind of the end of that era was Kobe Bryant. It's not coming back That's right. my point. No, 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 no. You're not getting it back. So if you don't like what you saw on Sunday, don't watch next year. Serious. That's the only way you're going to send a message to the NBA that I don't like this, I'm not going to watch this.
1: I'm trying to think of like a year that stood out to me as a kid. There's not like a year that stood out. They say that the ninety the 1992 All Star game was huge because the Magic
2: Johnson game in '92 um, it stands out here, but the '93 game because it was John and Carl, uh, the 2002 Kobe Bryant Stephon Marbury back and forth that game went down to the wire. But you're right. I, I get your point. Is it's we don't sit around talking about incredible all star memories. We just don't. It's one of those. And same with baseball. I, I, I when's the last time we had a memorable baseball all star game that wasn't something stupid or controversial? Yeah, yeah, I agree. Remember the tie? We talked about the tie. Wasn't there a major? Wasn't there an all star game tie? Did it end in a tie? Yeah, and we we're like, you got to be kidding me. And it was like, <sighs> okay, well, but other than that, like, when's the last great all star baseball memory you have? You don't. I mean, the the Pro Bowl in the NFL is now a flag football game.
1: Who that's, cares? That's insane. That's really dumb. What was the O oh, yeah. two? Was it? Yeah, yeah.
2: Mm-hmm. All right. Let's Just take a break. Stop watching All Star games if you're if it bothers you that much.
0: Serious?
1: Because that'll send the message.
2: That's the only way you're going to send a message.
1: Okay. We're going to take that break. We'll come back. We will uh, around the corner. We've got our. Weekend Warriors, yes, uh, the people who won the weekend for us. Are we doing Weekend Warriors? Yeah, yeah, it's a long weekend. Jeremy, we had a long weekend, so we might as well do Weekend Warriors, right? Okay, we'll come back. We'll uh, play that. And just based off of what JJ said about the All Star game, we're not allowed to use any of these. Okay, because we're not we're not supposed to give any inf- we're not supposed to give any love toward any of this.
0: We'll make one exception. Fine.
1: All right. We'll come back. We've got more to go around the corner. 975 DKSL Sports Zone.
0: When TV and radio collide, love it. Wow. This is what you got. You're listening to JJ and Alex. Presented by G2G Bars. Don't touch that guy. On 975, DKSL Sports Zone.
1: Welcome on in. It is another edition of JJ and Alex, 97, five, the KSL sports zone. Thanks for being with us on a Tuesday. Got tickets to the jazz to give away in about 30 minutes In about 10 minutes. We're going to be chatting with uh, one of our favorite people from Las Vegas to give us a little bit of an idea of what's going on down there. Mick acres, uh, Las Vegas review journal to, I, I want him to paint a picture of, of how much or how little the people in Vegas want the A's because it, We've gone from how could you not how could you how could you not want a team there, and then hearing oh yeah like the Vegas mayor's like yeah, I think they should stay in Oakland and you're like this is already a done deal lady <laughs> just,
2: yeah they're coming do they want a team or do they just want a team that's not the A's?
1: There might be some truth to that too, so we'll ask uh, Mick about that. Uh, and then Pete Futek, by the way, next hour as well. Um, part of our conversation with now Pete's one of our uh, college football experts that joins the show periodically college football news is his uh is where you can find his uh, his byline but the college football playoff is now officially going to be a five plus seven and i don't know if you know this but the pack 12 they're not going to be allowed to have an automatic qualifier for the champion between those two between those two teams
0: dang it
2: <laughs> people in corvallis
0: oh, they're Coleman
1: going nuts are just furious and people right now are questioning what state is Corvallis in and what state is Pullman in. I can't remember. <laughs> I get it mixed about?
2: up. What no, is, I'm. What's Corvallis and Pullman to do with anything? Excuse you. What?
1: Uh, by the way, I would spend a hundred time a hundred nights before I would spend one night in Pullman. Because uh, and, in, and in high school we used to go to Pullman periodically. Go You're from what you you, yeah. you lived
2: in Washington. Yes. You can comment here. I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna get in the fray. I have been to Pullman though. Gross. Not what I expected. No. Couldn't wait to get out.
1: When you said not what you expected, like you were like, if I get lost in that hay field, or in this wheat field to the right of us, I might not come back. (laughs) I'm just like,
2: am I in Kansas? Where am I?
1: (laughs) Right? I will tell you where you are. You're 50 miles from being in a really beautiful place in northern Idaho. I know.
2: (laughs) And I love Spokane. (laughs) Spokane, Spokane's great. Yeah. Coeur d'Alene's beautiful. Yeah. You're right near the Canadian border.
1: It's uh it's quite an interesting. And why does
2: this place look like this? Mm. Why does why does this place in Washington look like Oklahoma?
1: But with more drunk people.
2: <laughs> <laughs>
1: That's my commentary on the uh on the Wazoo fans out there. Am right.
2: I am I off on that about uh, no, my no. assessment? No, no. It it's, looks like a Midwestern town, but it's it does. in yeah. Eastern Washington. Now,
1: listen, this is a, it's a like a big time. I mean, it's a, it's a, yeah, you know, it's a research institution. It's
2: oh, I'm sure it's, it's one of the best
1: community, uh, one of the best communications programs in the country. I'm sure Edward R. Murrow of uh, School of Broadcast blows uh, PK's Walter Cronkite School of Communication out of the water. By the way, <laughs> he'd get a kick out of that. I'm sure. Actually, DJ and I agree on this. He's like Edward R. Murrow is the king of. He's the, he's the godfather of, of broadcast. And you're going to tell me Walter Cronkite, that school's better? I don't think so. How's my, how's my DJ? <laughs> we, uh, that's, that's pretty good.
2: We just did a Murrow versus Cronkite <laughs> debate on JJ and Alex.
1: Well, would you rather win a Murrow or a Cronkite?
2: <laughs> Which was your favorite anchor? Oh, my goodness. I'm a Cronkite guy. Ah, uh, listen.
1: That's because it's more from your era, right? Yeah, the good night yeah. and good luck stuff, we don't really remember. Uh, let me see here. Weekend Warriors, here's how it goes. We roll out people who won the weekend here for you. By the way, every Thursday, if you don't remember, we read our Youth Sports Volunteer of the Week, brought to you by Hercules Credit Union, the Hercules Hero of the Week. You submit your nomination. Anybody across the world of youth sports, anybody doing any job, it could be somebody driving the team around. It could be somebody who uh, always gets the jerseys there on time, whatever. I don't care who it is. If it's a basketball coach at a junior high, Whomever has made an impact on a community near you, you can honor them by nominating them at kslsports.com slash contest. That's kslsports.com slash contest. We want to read those nominations, and that person will win every week on a Thursday. We, uh, we give out a $50 Visa gift card courtesy of the folks at Hercules Credit Union, but we read their whole nomination uh, to them from you. And uh, it's a great way to honor the people in our neighborhoods who are doing a great job with youth sports. So there you go. Hercules Credit Union, Hercules Hero of the Week. KSLSports.com slash contest. Pretty easy one to pick out of the All-Star Game because it uh, has some local flavor, of course. Damian Lillard, your All-Star Game MVP, didn't just win the three-point contest, but also put up 39 in the actual game itself. And this is what it sounded like.
0: And we have 26 seconds to go. 208 to 186. Half-court Lillard. Yes! Might have just sold it right there. Damian Lillard with a triple from half court. He's got 39.
1: 39 in a game where you score 211. That's the equivalent of scoring 16, right, in a normal game?
2: (laughs) He had 11 threes. He did have 11 threes. He was on fire. Two of those he made from 50 feet. (laughs) He pulled up at half court twice and nothing but net.
1: It was legit, too. Like, it's not like, oh inside half court by 12 feet no the guy was hitting crazy threes
2: Look, we crapped on the all-star game just a few minutes ago and deservedly so but damien was great and it was really cool to see him hit those shots because i'm a big Damian lillard fan
1: i am too all right hey speaking of another uh speaking of another Weber state guy maybe the next damien lillard dylan jones 30 points eight rebounds eight assists in their upset win over eastern washington on the road, by the way. Uh huh. This may be a little bit of a harbinger of what could happen uh, next month at the at the Big Sky tournament, right? Don't Starch be surprised <laughs> if
2: Weber State wins Starch Madness oh. in Boise next month. They had a rough. I patch. hate
1: that name, and I also love the creativity. They, <laughs> I uh, love it.
2: Weber State <laughs> lost four or five games in, in conference, and it was like, what's going on with that team? But man, they're right now. They've won six in a row including one over Eastern Washington. Dylan Jones, if you love basketball, you've got to go see Dylan Jones play in person. Weber State Wildcat fans, if you're not at the D Event Center for the last few home games, you're missing out because you're missing one of the greats to play at Weber State. Go watch Dylan Jones play his last few college basketball games, and I hope we get to see Dylan Jones in the NCAA tournament because that would be awesome. And just his talent alone, him being a projected first-round draft pick in the NBA – would The Weaver State Wildcats would have a chance in the NCAA tournament just because he's on the team. Dylan Jones, 30 points, 8 rebounds, 8 assists. Almost had a triple-double in that game.
1: You don't know. You better ask somebody. That's right. In fact, J.J. sat down with uh, Dylan Jones today.
2: I did. A little TV interview, actually. You can see that interview this weekend on KSL Sports Live, and we might be able to present that interview in advance right here on J.J. and Alex we get sometime an, this week.
1: We get an advance copy. That's right. You didn't have to take out a bunch of cuss words, though, do you? I mean from you.
2: <laughs> yeah don't worry about dylan, dylan dylan's an upstanding young man He's buttoned up me JJ. not so much JJ, i got man. i got a little wild but uh That's good. i am an idiot <laughs> we'll cut all that out
1: all right we'll come back we'll uh take the break when we do mick Akers from las vegas review journal our chances of getting these the uh salt lake a's here for a few, for a couple of seasons at least Dwindling by the day, but we'll ask Mick Dang Aker's it. what the feeling, what the feelings are uh, of the folks there in Las Vegas about the A's coming to town. There, of course, they won't be there until 2028. But you know, still having them uh, move to Vegas and technically not be in Vegas for three for the first three seasons. A's won't
2: be there, but Yam will be there. Yeah, but Yam will
1: be there. I love how that became like a religious thing last week. I just thought it was like a conjuncted, like, oh yeah, oh yeah, I'm gonna be there, like. Here's your
2: sign. I, I like that. The five people that listened to our show last week got the joke. <laughs> They're all.
1: Yeah, i be there. Hey, yeah. Any callbacks to uh, to Yacht Rock and uh, Doobie Brothers? Michael we,
2: McDonald is on. a uh, big fan of JJ. News. Yeah, That's absolutely. We'll
1: come back. We've got more to go around the corner right here. Stay with us. Ninety-seven five KSL Sports Zone.